This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Some fantastic programming for you over on YouTube, but are originating from. AMI audio, folks. Catch the pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. This week, emergency preparedness for people with disabilities with Caitlin Lowe joining Joita. She's from Dalhousie University. That's the pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time on AMI audio. And once again, as I mentioned, available via your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Let's get into our bi-weekly TV chat. There's a show we really want to get into because it makes us very curious. Uh, let's bring on Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love TV. Join me on Kelly and Ramya, where we talk about the biggest hits, misses, and trends in television and entertainment. Greg, this is going to be so interesting um, because a while back, Greg, or not Greg, Grant, Grant Hardy, who was just here, uh, talked to us about risky play, okay? There's a lot of this stuff going on now with, um, you know, governments, different parts of the country talking about risky play. Do we have it? Do kids know what it is anymore? You know, are we playing too safely? And that was January 29th, you remembered. And so um, based on this, we have a conversation coming up around a TV announcement that's sort of tied to the topic. It was made late last week, and it's the production announcement of the Canadian spinoff of the TV show called Old Enough. It's going to uh, debut in September on TVO. Yep. So tell us more about Old Enough and what exactly it's about, because it is kind of strange. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about <laughs> risky play for kids and, you know, uh, you know, of course, bubble parenting is, has been a big, you know, topic of discussion about the, you know, this is that what they generation. call it now? Is it bubble kids, helicopter parents, helicopter whatever? Yeah, whatever. helicopter yeah. is what yeah. Rum and I remember, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're yeah. old enough, Rum. Okay, I yeah. didn't realize bubble. Wow. Uh, Carry my on. Parents, <laughs> yeah, my parents ignored me when I was a child. We can talk about that another time. But this show, it's called Old Enough, and it's an unscripted series, so documentary series that follows toddlers as they independently run errands for the first time. <laughs> I need to stress it. They are on their own when they run these errands. So no mother, no father, no babysitter, no big big sister or big brother taking them to the store or whatever these errands are. They are doing it all by themselves. Oh, and while each episode focuses on the child's tasks, the whole idea about this is that it's also going to explore each parent's approach to raising their kids. So it's kind of a twofold thing. But the part I wanted to talk to you most importantly about was the fact that kids are going to be – we're going to get into it. A little bit more they're not wandering around on their own but they certainly are you know pushing the boundaries with regard to what they're comfortable doing as a toddler mm. it'll be interesting too to see which ones actually you know take this to so and so you have to do and and which kids kind of get it and which just kind of circle around and leave it on the floor and pick up something else um greg obviously we better get this out of the way first yeah. what kind of safety measures are put in place for this 
Yeah, great question. And of course, there are going to be safety measures in place uh, on each one of these adventures. The kids are always under the watchful eye of the show's safety team, making sure you know, that they're safe. It's kind of like a hidden camera situation where they're just posing as, you know, just general members of the public. And it's also hidden camera with the camera work as well. The cameras are small enough that they can follow these kids and be unobtrusive so that the kids don't realize that there's actually somebody filming them. Okay. I mean, the, the show would get so much hate if they didn't follow all the protocols. Yeah. But reflection on real life and some of this stuff actually going on. Um, we've already mentioned that this is a spinoff. It's been on the air old enough in Japan since 1988. So how did it yeah. all come about? Yeah, so Old Enough first started out as a segment on a television program uh, called The Chase that aired on NTV um, out of Japan. And that's actually the same network that did the original, uh, uh, that uh, Top Chef showdown show. Uh, anyway, it aired from April 1988 to March 1994. And uh, due to the popularity, they made a few several hour-long specials called Mickey's First Errand. It was named after a Japanese children's book of the same name. And most of the children in the Japanese version of the show who are performing these errands are between the ages of three and six years oh, old. Oh, my gosh. But there were cases where kids as young as one or two year old, years old have also participated in the show. Okay. Uh, what age could you feel, Greg, or do you feel you could have been told to run out and, and deliver something or if someone said, Greg, mom says, take I'm this to your father. He's down the I mean, road visiting the so-and-sos. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be really interesting, and I want to get your answers to this as well. But, I mean, I was – so when I was growing up in Brantford, I almost literally lived across the street from the elementary school that I went to. Uh -huh. So when I went to kindergarten, after the first couple of times of being walked across the street by my parents – I was doing it by myself. So I was I was younger than the kids in kindergarten, so I was five years old at that time. But I cannot imagine and I cannot remember ever being allowed to, say, walk to the corner store, which was probably about a 10-minute walk, uh, you know, under my little legs at that time. There would have been no way that my parents would have let me walk to the convenience store um, at at any younger than five and i probably didn't even do it at the age of five so that's where i'm a little freaked out about the show and again we've already talked about it there is going to be there's safety measures in place they wouldn't be making this television show otherwise but i feel a little bit uncomfortable if i was a parent of a little kid i'm not sure whether i would allow them to do this so Ramya, what do you think about this? I mean, I, how I, comfortable would you be? Uh, I think that this is stretching it a lot for me. Like, yeah. I am definitely uncomfortable with what I think we're going to learn about what these kids are doing and what kind of errands they're running. Just, I, I keep thinking, three to six years old, that is insane. But um, yeah. to be fair, like, we were much more leash-free than you, Greg. We would go to the, my brother and I, I'd be a seven, eight, and he was five, six and we'd go yeah. to the corner store by ourselves and that's i'd say like 500 meters 800 meters away like reasonable uh walk away like you couldn't keep mm -hmm. an eye on us and mm -hmm. we didn't run errands but we went to go get our own candy we were given the cash okay sometimes we just took the cash but um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and made like we ran an errand yeah, and already yeah, ate yeah, the candy yeah. like uh yeah. sorry we forgot your milk at the store but like i i'm wondering how much of a cultural difference there is Obviously, there is, but you yeah. know how much of it it plays into how normal or uncomfortable we are, even just around this topic. 
Hmm. Yeah, Kelly, what about what about you? Like, what's your kind of knee-jerk reaction if you were a parent kind of reflecting on your own childhood? How, how are you reacting to this? I, I remember my brother getting told once, you know, and they couldn't be there for me, and I had to wander home on my own. But I re also recall from kindergarten wandering home with my friends and yeah, Bye, friends, see you tomorrow sure. and then finding my way to the building myself i remember being mm -hmm. sent to the store which was not a long ways away but there were still you know people out front cars uh in in, yeah. in, in, a, in the park but being taught how to navigate that at five years old however it, there was so much later on that you hear about people and harm and creepy people doing nasty things. And I think that has really changed what I was told, go out and do then. That's like the era of yeah. leaving your house unlocked, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. my parents all left it unlocked all the time, That's right? And, it's and timing now, too. Like, how in yeah, 2024 would we allow our kids to do any of this stuff? Mm -mm. That's right. Now, Greg, maybe as you explain how one of these episodes rolls out and we figure out what these kids are asked to do. I mean, I would have not been encouraged to go anywhere near traffic, cross streets well, that were busy, but maybe yeah. some of the quiet crescents uh, houses were on, uh, follow it around or, or cross it, you know, very carefully. Some of those things I think I was able to do at five, six years old, but my parents actively taught those things. Yeah, so I don't want to assume anything about where they're filming this. Now, TV Ontario is based out of Toronto, um, so I want to say that it's probably filmed somewhere in Ontario, not necessarily in downtown Toronto. But the way that each episode rolls out, at least this is for the Japanese version, and I'm assuming it's going to be very similar because this is a spinoff and it's a franchise. In each episode, it, it, it you're introduced to a parent who is verbally telling their children what they want, and then the children go off and they do that task. Now, of course, they may be waylaid along the way, you know, see something shiny on the ground, see mm -hmm. a bug, a puppy, something like that, you know, obviously. Um, and, and the cameras are going to document that. Now, along for the ride, there's going to be a narrator. In the Japanese version, there was a narrator. And then in the Canadian version, there's going to be one as well. And the narrator is going to be played by Colin Mockery. A uh, well-known Canadian comedian, probably best known for his improv work on on Whose Line Is It Anyway for a mm -hmm. long, long time. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's how it's going to roll out for the viewer um, with the narrator, you know, saying what's happening and and uh, and the camera's just capturing the kids doing it. And also um, in the Japanese version, which we're going to talk about in an episode of that in a second, the camera would cut back to the parents as well as they, you know, were rightfully worrying what's taking them so long. I hope they're okay. I hope they get, you know, they oh, they. On the task well. Wringing yeah. their hands out and just before <laughs> yeah. the handcuffs are put not on to them. Roll for my eyes here. Well, and that's uh, the handcuffs getting put on them and taken away because they, the kids themselves don't, there's not the whole see, smile for the camera. They are honestly, as far as they're concerned, being sent yep. out on a legitimate errand by mom and dad or mom or dad. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm thinking the idea of this show is to encourage the independence um, at a young age, perhaps challenge the beliefs that we may have about what toddlers can and can't do, question mark. Um, mm -hmm. But are you concerned for the kids' safety? I mean, the fact that the production company has said that there's going to be safety measures, I, I trust them on that. I think what it is for me is... Uh, 
I, I think we might be as surprised, you know, as much as the three of us are talking about how freaked out we would be if it was if our, if it was our child or at the thought of it. I think, you know, when you think about it, kids are pretty resilient and they're pretty smart and they're very surprising as well. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk about an episode in a, of the Japanese version in a second. But I was pleasantly surprised by what happened. I think that, uh, you know, the the elevator pitch idea is very scary, but I think that the reality is that people are going to be pleasantly surprised and maybe talk about uh, you know, lead to discussions about maybe we don't need to be hovering around our kids as, as much as we do. Um, maybe they're going to be okay. Maybe the threats yeah. have moved on to different places. You know, like it used to be don't talk to strangers, don't do this, don't do that. Like very physical uh, reality stuff. And now it's like, okay, maybe the, the way that we think about what could be harmful for our kids is elsewhere now. The, the priority. Yeah, that's what I believe. I believe mm. it changes every... 15 years, 20 years, because, yep. you know, yep. as a person who's watched a lot of them, listened to a lot of old stuff, what were kids allowed to do in the 1940s? It used to be allowed scary, to like, honestly. Allowed to do, yeah. you know, in the 90s. Greg, well, let's get into the fact that the first two seasons are available to stream on Netflix. Have you watched any? And if so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I and I do have to preface this and say that if you do go and check it out on Netflix, unfortunately, there is no audio description. Hopefully, oh. the Canadian version will have that. So, yes, boo, absolutely. Uh, but episodes run anywhere from seven minutes to about 10 minutes each. And I watched the first episode where a little boy named Ken was asked by his mother to go to the store to buy some bean sprouts noodles and some bread and ken was is five years old and uh, he's given the money and the store and bakery that he needs to go to is 300 meters from his house and this is where my blood pressure went up he had to go across two crosswalks and they were busy crosswalks with lots of traffic and lots of people he starts by running out of the house he's so excited to be going off on his own and he you know he but he does look both ways before he crosses the street he does use the crosswalks and walks along with other people um he does have to come back a couple of times and check with his mom because he's, you know, he forgets um, exactly what it is that he's supposed to be getting. Uh, so she does remind him um, and she's worried about why he's taking so long in one of the stores. Um, but in the end, you know, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler alert, but but Ken pulls it off and, and she's very, very happy uh, and showers him with kisses and hugs. But yeah, he manages to do it. And uh, it only takes, you know, I don't know how long it took him in real time, but in the seven minute segment, it definitely had a very happy ending i'm very curious about just the spectrum of people's reactions to this you know because like the japanese version but obviously the canadian one as well because um for some people this might be more normal than we realize and for others this is so glorified right this idea of sending a young kid on their own to run an errand and again i bring the, the cultural or just like the global's perspective on this and um i'm i'm super curious about it any last words greg on your I guess thoughts on the encouragement of this for um, child development psychology. I think it'll, yeah, I think it's going to. Uh, there will be a lot of talking about this. I'm excited when the Canadian version comes out. I, I think that I want to revisit it with the two of you. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I think when it comes right down to it, I think people are going to be surprised at how resilient and independent their their kids really are, and and that maybe we should be giving them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Or super Boy. upset that people are doing this to their kids. Or super <laughs> upset. I think that's going to be, be it, which, which all translates to ratings. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. You know people are going to be outraged without even seeing a second of yeah. it. Yeah. Some people are like, you got to make a TV show out of this. We yeah. we were running errands since we were two years old. Awesome, Greg. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
<laughs> Some people David. are saying my parents wouldn't trust me now to run an errand for them. I know. <laughs> crosswalk. What crosswalk? <laughs> Greg David is our communications um, communication specialist at AMI, and he also joins us every other week for TV Talk. On the other side of the break, owners of a three-legged cat have already gone ahead and make pet-friendly cocktails. Beth Deer tells us more on The Buzz next. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.